Oh, different girl. The girl that I, the girl that beat me in Mario Kart is still talking to me. Are we already live? Yes. <laughs> well, hello everybody. I know. I mean, it's funny. We can keep it in there. I think that's actually awesome. Oh no. Hello everybody. Welcome to the season finale of AQ Dith Diff Dith. Well, I already messed it up, but I don't care. This is episode eight. Uh, yeah, I am your host. Armor class or William Wolf, of course, always joined by the lovely Steven Sunator Figgy. And by the way, that's that's payback for when I messed up the intro because of you. Oh, I, I get the the early rambling on of my yeah. broken my broken love life, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> and we keep it in. Uh, that's very funny though. Uh, again, we got to kick it off right. So yeah. we're doing this episode again. This is the last episode for us this semester. And we're kicking this off right away with our own head coach, if you'd like to introduce himself. Sorry, I had to unmute my mic. What's <laughs> up, guys? Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I'm Coach Long, Riley Long. Uh, hold it, hold coach. What's up? I write the intros for everyone, so oh. you, can correct me. you can correct me if I say anything wrong. So uh, here's my introduction of Coach Riley Long, uh, who goes by Dizay online, which I... Dizay. Yes. Dizay. Yes. Uh, so Dizzy. Coach Long is someone who you've heard us mention multiple times throughout uh, throughout this season of AQ Diff. He's our current esports head coach here at AQ, which basically means that he does like everything pretty much by himself to make the program run. Uh, and he jo he only joined us late in last year. Um, well, before Aquinas, fall. Coach Long was a full-time engineer with a side gig as the assistant esports director at Michigan Tech, and that kind of translated into now a full-time job in esports. Uh, and yeah, that's that's what I got. Anything incorrect? That was great. No, that was solid. Where's uh, Armada? Th that's, that's true. true. That's you didn't true. put Armada in there. That's true. We, well, we talked about the death of Armada. <laughs> that is true. We did right, announce the, the right. funeral for that one. But yeah, Coach Long also ran a, a organization in the esports world that goes by Armada, or went by Armada, I suppose. Sponsored yes. a bunch of high-profile Smash players, among other things. Yes. Yep. It was a great intro, Steve. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, some additional background of kind of how I got into esports was 10 years ago in 2012. I was a Call of Duty kid growing up, um, so 2012 is when I got into the competitive side of things, started competing in Black Ops 2, uh, and also competed in Call of Duty Ghosts, and uh, then went off to school, and my brother became a Counter-Strike pro, and that's where I kind of learned. <laughs> he won off to you. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he just um, he just came at the right time, right? Uh -huh. You know, esports was just bigger then, right? That's 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 why he made it further yeah, than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally like when you and Copia. I started playing League was when he was... Getting and what there. I hear, and what I'm hearing here, or is what I'm hearing here, that Coach Long has the like dad who says he could have gone pro in football, uh, if he wanted to. Yes. Of esports. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. I got some. I got some spicy questions prepared. Okay. For you. So the first one is: In what ways have you been surprised? Parentheses. I put hopefully in a pleasant way, uh, by the Aquinas esports program. Yeah, I think that. Um... You know, coming here, I already knew the program was in a really good place. Like, that was, you know, one of the primary reasons of uh, why I was so excited about coming to AQ and, and leaving Michigan Tech. Um, and, but, but I think what surprised me is, like, 
the community feel that we have within our program that just kind of naturally curated throughout this year, which is, you know, we're not just teams in our, in our own little silos. Like we're, we feel like an actual program Mm -hmm. where there's already these great friendships being made, like even with a lot of freshmen that have come in and already made great relationships with like upperclassmen. And there, there's just no clicks. It's just everybody for the most part, I mean, gets along and they're just friends with each other. They just enjoy being in the lab, uh, whether it's in or out of practice. So I think that's one thing has been a really pleasant surprise. Um, something I want to do more of next year is even more team bonding stuff to really double down on that. But, uh, I think that's been one of my favorite things I've seen kind of naturally curate throughout the semester, throughout the year. Yeah, because, I mean, I feel like at least, like, you know, maybe I'm a bit biased because I am, uh, you know, I get to, like, pat myself on the back as someone who's part of the great community that we have here. But I feel like there are, there are things that are way easier for you to curate and create as a as a head coach. And getting your players to interact with each other and, like, curate this kind of community is not one of those things that is, mm-hmm. I think, particularly easy to force on people. It's either like the players want to or they really don't, and every attempt at that feels a little bit awkward. Right. So yeah. I, 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 as a player and as a participant, I'm sure you too will. I'm very glad that we have that. Uh, all I'm going to say is that this man, every account that I have added, like be it league or anything like that, the tag just says savior of my sanity because <laughs> I was losing my marbles last fall. <laughs> Holy cow. And then you came in and everything got simple. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a throwback to, like, we talked about that all the way back on episode two, I think. Yeah. Where we were basically talking about, like, the state that the program was in when Coach Long came in. And then now we <laughs> we have him on the podcast, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of touched on this with, like, the you want to build on the whole community thing. But are there any, like, sneak peeks or future goals that you can share about, like, what your plans are going into next year with the program? Yeah, I think there's a couple main areas that I want to improve in in general. Um one of the areas, like I mentioned, it has to do with the community aspect within our program. So having the now that I actually have a summer to work out and plan the next year, uh, instead of being reactionary like I was this year, I want to be a lot more proactive. And building out a plan for the year where we have these built-in team bonding events scheduled for the whole program um, or specific teams, uh, whether it's as simple as play a pickup basketball game or run a little mini Among Us tournament. Like, you know, there's so many different things we can do. Uh, <clears throat> I want to actually program those into the experience within our program for next year. Uh, so, so that's one thing on the internal program aspect. Um, on the outside, I want to do a better job of just connecting with the AQ community as a whole and even the local Grand Rapids community. Uh, a sneak peek into that was this, you know, the little watch party we held today. Uh, which was cool, you know, majority of it were just people within our program coming out and supporting. But I know I saw some some other students there, you know, watching along. Uh, so doing more of that, finding ways to engage the campus as a whole and just get more support for our program as a whole. Um, and also, you know, create some positive experiences for people outside of the program. You know, I think for me, I'm a big advocate of, you know, gaming is for everyone. And there's so many positives that gaming can create for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think you, you already see these natural positive experiences, like I talked about, that curate within our program because you just got a lot of people that love gaming and they're able to c- create connections with it and they just build relationships. Um, and I think that, you know, in the past, gamers specifically um, have really struggled to find a community to connect with on campuses. And I think that's why you're seeing so many colleges finally diving in on it. Um, even if they're not a varsity program, 
being under student life, creating that lab on campus that people can actually come and connect with where maybe they didn't have a community, you know, that they could relate with before, mm -hmm. right? So trying to find ways to do more for not only the campus community in, in, in the context of gaming, but also the local community as well, right? Yeah, I, I love what you said about like the, because just to bring like a little bit of personal context, I actually don't think I've talked about this on the podcast yet, which is absurd because it's like actually a kind of important part about my history uh, is that I started my high school's esports program. It was me and one other student, so I was like a co-founder of uh of our esports program and my pitch to like administration and to like the higher-ups at my school was always this is a group of students that probably are not involved in anything else and so when you support this at our school you are targeting an entire group of students that is now going to be uniquely involved with things as part of our school uh, and i think that's something that's so important and it's something that's extremely true from what i saw in my own personal experiences and from what i see at aq as well it's just that like you're targeting this group of students who are very rarely involved in anything else on campus, uh, and it kind of gives people like a place to be themselves and a place to call call home. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. So I, I think those are two of the main areas that I want to improve as a whole. Obviously, I want to continue to do well from like a production and social media standpoint. Uh, we're actually going to be having Alec, for example. It's I don't know if it's announced yet, but he's going to be full time content for us next year, content and production. So he's stepping away from Rocket League to you know, do even more, especially in the content end for us. Yeah. Um, and especially with some sponsorship opportunities coming up, uh, we're going to have to just do better in terms of content as a whole. You know, mm -hmm. we do well in terms of our production and social media, but the content piece is still missing. And to be honest, it's missing for 99% of collegiate Yeah, it's programs. very unexplored. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot. It takes a lot of resources and time to invest into a high quality, like content series, mm -hmm. right? Like you see, Maryville put, puts out some stuff. They have like a 60 second segment they post once or twice a week. And they usually have like a documentary style uh, episode they put out I don't know, every couple months, it yeah. feels like. Whatever, but, there's a big tournament. Yeah, even a top tier program like that that's got a you know, full time person leading their content creative, you know, it, you, for me, it's like quality over quantity. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's something I definitely want to explore this summer and find ways to build out the content team a bit more so we can do more of it. Um, but yeah, in general, like, it's just, hey, let's actually plan out this year uh, so that uh, I can actually put timelines together for different things like like a fundraising stream and right. actually have time to plan it and make sure it's quality and yeah. people are going to have fun, right? Yeah. Well, uh, we now move on to our recurring questions that everyone must, must get asked, which as the one who edits our podcasts, I would think that you are familiar with. <laughs> um, so the first one, which is where does your screen name come from? I really so, hope it's a, a Gibby reference. So it's not. Oh, uh, my quit. screen name comes from playing the original Gears of War. There's Dizzy. Dizzy. The redneck character. My brother's yes. name is Charcoal Bits because if you use the mortar on Dizzy, he says I turned him into Charcoal Bits. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. And um, the problem is Dizzy's always taken, right? So I wanted to find a variation where I didn't have to use like the the number one or the letter e or like all like the x's and uh, all yeah that. exactly score 360 <laughs> right yeah yeah so dizzy right dizzy dizzy do you even right? know who dizzy is <laughs> i i was like eight when i played gears which you know is its whole other thing because of the content of the game but i was like eight when i played gears so i don't remember the character super well he was uh, an older guy in a straw hat 
and he was the funniest character in the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved Izzy so much. Yep. Jeez. Well, I get, I have to alter the second question a little bit for you, okay. uh, which is, you know, it's usually what is your single most memorable experience so far from competing in esports at Aquinas? But for you, it's just, you know, like, what's the single most memorable experience that you've had from your time at AQ so far? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> Very um, broad statement. <laughs> or you question. know, it's tough as well because dealing with HR. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. No comment. Um, you know, it's tough when because I've been running at like 150 miles an hour right for the whole season. So now I'm finally getting a time where I can kind of reflect on it. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, I haven't had the time to really think back about the season as a whole. But, you know, a couple highlights are obviously the two WAC tournaments. Right. Like, honestly, those are my first the first lands I've ever organized. Well, three, right? Well, we did the well yeah, technically, right? It was a two-day tournament, so I guess mm-hmm. technically it was three separate tournaments. But uh, that was very stressful because it's the first LAN tournament I've ever organized. I've run online tournaments in the past, but never a LAN tournament. Mm-hmm. So bringing all those pieces together, especially the first semester when I had basically four weeks to do it, was very stressful. But um, at the end of the day, I'm, I was really happy with both events, um, especially taking some of the lessons learned from the fall Rocket League event and implementing that into our spring event, the two-day Overwatch and League of Legends event, I think it improved substantially. Mm-hmm. And so far, I've only heard positive feedback from all the players, right? So yeah. that's definitely a highlight as a whole, although it was very, very stressful at times. <laughs> uh, it was a good experience, uh, you yeah. know, learning experience for me. And it was fun because we got to create some really good experiences for everybody within the WAC, right? Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, you're not the only person even though your perspective is completely different than the other people who have cited the WAC tournaments as their favorite experiences so far. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's two different sides of the same coin where it's 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 great for everyone involved. I'm sure the commentators had fun and the players. We actually have three separate WAC perspectives in this room. Right. Cause... Player, admin, administ- or like coach, head coach and set up for the Yeah, program. now we just need to bring in someone who did commentary and we got the full... <laughs> like the actual the full perspective. perspective. Dude, let me tell you, there were so many players that would call, like when we were doing pauses, that was just like, oh yeah, I unplugged like three things by accident. And it's like, how do you do that? Well, we, call, <laughs> we called one pause in the whole event and it was literally just like you came over and Morgan was like, yeah, I forgot to bind something. And then we unpaused two seconds later. <laughs> it's like, that's exactly what you want every pause to be. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> and then there's times one of them, and I won't call it the team or player, whoever it was, but they accidentally, uh, you know how you can do target champs only in league? Well, they didn't realize that was set to till day. And they hit it, and they couldn't do anything because they never played with it on before. And, <laughs> that took and, about 15 minutes, 20 minutes to figure out. I it swear. was it was like it was like 10 minutes, and, and we yeah. like I had him I had him get out of the the riot client we had, yeah. go into the regular one and practice tool to make sure it wasn't the mouse because they they thought it was the mouse. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, for now, I mean, I'm sure we have more whack stories to come, but for now, I want to dial us back. Uh, that, that'll conclude kind of the interview segment, but as usual, Coach Long will be joining us for the rest of the podcast, especially because you have an interesting perspective on pretty much everything we're talking about today as, as this kind of wrap-up episode. Uh, the first of which is uh, Rocket League Academy, who, aside from our League of Legends team, uh, you know, parentheses until today, uh, is the only other team that is still, you know, competing right now. Yes. Yeah. We've had a very up and down season for Rocket League as a whole. Uh, there's no sugarcoating it. Uh, we've had some roster movements between Varsity and Academy, um, you know, and it's been challenging on the players to kind of take that as an opportunity to, uh, one, get experience in a higher level of league, or two, have that experience of getting bumped down to another, you know, the lower team. It's not easy. Uh, but I think everybody's taken it in stride, and I think going into 
these academy playoffs here, you know, Powder specifically is bringing a lot of leadership to the academy team. You know, having that opportunity where he's been back and forth in varsity, but he's always really taken it in stride. And he's he provided a lot of leadership for us going into these NECC playoffs. You know, we play in the Emergence Red Division, which I think is basically like, it's either, tier, I think it's like tier three of NECC. Right? Mm-hmm. It's basically three different tiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> that's kind of how they structure the league. Uh, so we came in as the sixth seed uh, for playoffs uh, against the three seed, uh, which was Marywood. And we went in, it just kind of dominated. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was a 3-1. Uh, and uh... I'm sorry. I, before we continue, I just like, I feel like Will had this same thought based on the look on his face. Marywood sounds like a f- like fanfic version of a really strong collegiate school. Because it's just a combination of like, in my head, Maryville and Northwood. <laughs> Well, I was, I was, I was literally mid drink. I hear Steve like scoff, and I just look over, and I have like, like, like prey eye where it's on the side of my head, and I was like, I just found that funny. I heard it, and I was like, it sounds like a combination of Maryville and Northwood. Well, yeah, no, I really thought you just accidentally, you meant to say Maryville. Nope. Like that's what I thought it was. It was a mistake in <laughs> the first time. Nope. Nope. They do not have a Rocket League team. Uh, maybe their club has a team. I'm not sure actually. Uh, Maryville doesn't have a Rocket League team. No, no, they now they launched a new club, and I think their club might have a Rocket League team. But yeah, Maryville does not have a Rocket League team. So we played against Maryville. Uh, I, I cut yes. you off so. Rude. No, 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 it's good. It's all good. This is all. It's all live. Uh, and uh, yeah, so going into it, the six seed, we took down the three seed. You know, big upset. There's a lot of storylines with our academy roster, as I mentioned. You know, Powder being up and down between Varsity and Academy, and kind of taking that in stride. Um, Steve being a freshman this year. And Steve is one of the most improved players in the entire program. Parentheses, other Steve. Other Steve, yes. <laughs> there we sorry. got two Steve. Stev Beef. R- RL Steve, Steve yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, he actually, you know, he, he's a soccer player as well as a dual, dual sport athlete. So last semester he was playing in soccer and Rocket League. Now this semester has been able to focus a lot more on Rocket League, and he is just improving every single day, mm-hmm. uh, just mechanically. You know, going for some plays off the wall, like flip resets and things like that, that I would – he never would have tried last semester, yeah. you know, and I think that shows, you know, the, the great work that Shane's put in to kind of work with him and bring him to the next level. Uh, and then you have Benzing, Hunter, like the senior, right? The, yeah, had the, him on uh, last week. So. Exactly. Yep. The interviewee for last week. Um, and we're just trying to keep his his season alive, you know, just go as far as we can so we can have, uh, you know, the best ending to his time here as possible. So, yeah, uh, it's a really cool dynamic we have going on. And uh, we've got our next match, I believe, on Tuesday against uh the firebirds nice so. i love ben so stay stay tuned for that yes uh, you know we'll, i believe they're I'm the sure number we'll two seed i believe we lost to them in the regular season uh but i think our lineup might have been tweaked a little bit i'm not sure that we had powder for that match so, so. saying there's a chance there is a chance yeah <laughs> that's should, be, awesome. should be a good match yep well that's cool mm-hmm. um i guess the next thing to talk about then is you know we teased it a little bit but like we hosted the whack finals for both overwatch and league uh what was it like probably two weeks two ago, weeks ago, ago. at this point yeah it, it feels like it hasn't been that long i swear uh-huh. it's still very fresh in my mind i don't know about you guys um so first first was overwatch uh which happened on the saturday uh we went in with what seed the second seed i believe the second seed yep um and then i mean you know our tournament run basically looked like and you know little caveat here that uh, there was this funny situation. I don't know if you want to talk about Coach Long. I call it funny as a spectator. I know it had to have been awful for you to deal with. Where oh, no. 
My understanding is that one of the players failed their login so many times that it got our school IP blacklisted, which is not a, an event that's specific to the WAC tournament. So that was that was what the original uh, thought was, was that that's why that happened. Mm -hmm. But uh, we actually found out that uh, Blizzard system is just any login attempts in general, even if they're successful, if there's too many within a certain time period on the same IP, then your IP gets gets <laughs> locked out, right? So that's what happened. And um, apparently what you're supposed to do is reach out to them ahead of time, uh. get your IP whitelisted so that this doesn't happen, right? And get your tournament approved. Mm. Well, running an Overwatch tournament for the first time in my life, I didn't know that. None of the other WAC coaches knew. I mean, anything, it happened at right? Hufest too. <laughs> yeah, so it's that's happened true. at a couple other tournaments as well. It's It wasn't unique to us. Uh, fortunately, you know, I had... Grayson, the Smash coach here as well, um, and he was helping ping a bunch of people on Twitter, which eventually got us to one of the Blizzard engineers that was able to help, you know, get our IP whitelisted. So we had about an hour delay in the event, uh, which kind of sucked, but at the end of the day, we ended up, I think, ending right around when we expected, around yeah. 8 o'clock. Yeah, so. handled it gracefully, because you guys threw in, like, the, you were like, all right, we're going to do some of the awards right now, which I was like, that's really smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so at the, at the end of the day, it worked out. We worked around it. You know, that's why running a land can be so stressful because things come up that you cannot prepare for, right? No matter how much time you put into it. So mm -hmm. I was glad this time around I had plenty of other people around helping out with, you know, just in case when things come up like that, right? Yeah. So. And as for how the actual tournament itself went, uh, unfortunately, our team dropped in the semifinals to yes. Indiana Tech. Pretty pretty brutal loss after their win over Indiana Tech in the regular season. But yes. I guess iTech came back with, with something special, you know? So in the regular season, they had a sub when we played them. Right. Um, so we had never played them with their full lineup, right? So then once they got the playoffs, you know, that was just the difference maker, mm -hmm. right? I think, honestly, you know, and I'm not the Overwatch expert here, Devin would, I'd have to lean on Devin on the yeah. actual technical side of the match and, you know, why, what we think went wrong, but um, it felt like we, we were playing really well, energy was really high, um, and everyone was doing their best, it's just yeah. at the end of the day, they were the better team on Saturday. And, right? and in terms of 3-0s, like, that series was about as close as it gets. That's, the ending of the yes. third game was, like, two people, I've never seen this in Overwatch in my life, by the way, but the ending of the third game was, like, two people 1v1-ing on the payload while yes. there were five people dead on each other team, and, and, and I was Parker, like, oh my god! Yes. Parker had already killed, like, two players. It was like a 1v3 for Parker on the payload. He killed two players, and he's in, the, in that final 1v1, but he had so low health from fighting mm -hmm. in a 1v3 that he ended up falling. But it's tough, too. I don't like that map either because you spawn so far away from that final point. Yeah. It's like it's like if you die, it's, it's just done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. you know, obviously not the result that we wanted, um, but I think it was a great experience, a good first-time LAN experience for some of our players. Yeah. And, um, you know, we still have some seniors coming back for the fall, right? Yeah. So. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I think they had a good experience, even though it wasn't the result we wanted, but, uh, we'll be back at it next year. And of course, iTech then went on to get, I think like clean, clean swept by Lords who were yes. the tournament favorites. Yes. I. Uh, my understanding from talking to our Overwatch team and any other Overwatch players that were there is that it was like, all right, who is going to get second to Lords? Cause Lords is a like nationally ranked team yeah they're a top 16 team in the country for sure i think they finished top 16 again this year in, in blizzard playoffs uh so they're they're basically the equivalent to us in league of yeah, legends yeah I, I was i was I gonna mean, say it's... it's like they are to overwatch what we are to league yeah yeah within the WAC, so <laughs> can we still make that claim i think we can actually yeah i mean we'll, i think we'll, we'll get to that yeah but... i was gonna say that's that's a conversation we'll have in like 10 minutes probably yeah, yeah. uh i'm does... not i am not a tournament admin next year <laughs> 
I don't care if the directors are like, we need to just pick every team needs a tournament admin. I'm like, I'm relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> you hate setting up matches and, you know, dealing with people who are like, hey, can we reschedule? It was more like, oh, well, no, okay. So I'm okay with managing that. Like, oh. I had, no, I mean at the tournament. Oh, like at the Because I was up at 8 a.m. to come out here only to wait until, like, 4 in the afternoon for my actual team to play. <laughs> yeah, but Ugh. Lords versus, uh, okay, I guess we can get into talking uh, about League. Because what I was going to bring up is at least the benefit of you being here early is that you got to watch freaking Lords versus Lawrence Tech. That's true. Which was like the most banger match of every game that happened in the I league tournament. I think the only match that wasn't a sweep the entire yeah. weekend. <laughs> and and it was it was like as close as can be, like back and forth team fighting. Uh, as far as the event itself, I mean, like we can keep it short and sweet. Like our league team swept every team as we were expected to, and mm-hmm. we made like the Lawrence Tech versus Lords match was basically the only close match of the tournament. Everything else was like. There is levels to this. Yes. This team will destroy this team, and then get destroyed by this team. Yeah. I definitely want to hear your thoughts though on Game One against Indiana Tech, because I'm not gonna lie, I was freaking out a little bit. Oh my really? gosh, you I'm should. I'm not gonna lie. He, he actually looked at me and it's like, we're, we have a chance to lose, and I go, just calm down, <laughs> like we're fine. Okay, like, then I I can give my player perspective on that then. Okay. So it's interesting because our match versus iTech is literally the same situation as Overwatch's match versus iTech, and that we didn't play them in the regular season because they were having roster issues at the time. Yep. And I actually, I mean, I don't think it's a stretch to say that iTech was the second strongest team in WAC by oh, yeah. a pretty long run because yep. like, their mid laner was Diamond, which I have only I had only played against like gold maybe platinum mid laners for the rest of the entire season uh so i mean they they came out strong and they and they came out with like some some pretty strong plays uh like individually and mechanically but luckily you know we were able to get things under control i think we had a better comp a better draft and our knowledge of like mid-game macro which is what we rely on to get us wins versus a lot of other teams kind of pulled through and then we won the first game and the second game was like we found our mojo back and, I mean, our coach, Zoo, uh, was like, you know, after game one, he was like, the first game is always the hardest on stage. And it definitely felt like it after the second game because well, we just kind of snapped right back into it and then made our series versus Lawrence Tech quick. Well, like, his first words when unmuting was just like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That was not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we got it done. We got yeah. it done, right? Yeah, That's true. A dub is a dub is a dub. Uh, and, like, more than anything, like, one thing that I personally could take away, and I know you too well, can take away from the WAC tournament that is super awesome that I don't even know if Coach Long knows about this, but, like, Aquinas College uh, has, like, a blooming friendship with the Lords program right now. So, uh, like individually. it was Concordia, two students from there, made a WAC student discord, and we all joined it, and now, like, Aquinas <laughs> and Lords are, like, holding hands everywhere now. Yeah. I don't want any part of that discord. No, <laughs> Oh, no, 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 it's students only, and we made yeah. sure of that. Students only, but, like, this Discord that just sprung up, I was like, okay, I'll join. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, two weeks later, the, like, Lords League program and the Aquinas League program and even some of the Lords Overwatch people mm-hmm. are, like, all buddy-buddy, like, mm-hmm. hanging out in voice chat, like, every day. And th- yeah. that's super cool. That's something that never would have happened with the event. And now yes. we're excited for the next WAC event so, because we actually get to see each other. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of people are hating on partner conferences, mm-hmm. right? And I think that, like, the Peach Belt, for example, obviously, they showed up in Seelong, right? They, Converse pulled off the upset and won. So yeah. it, it is hard when you see a team like that pulling off a, an upset, right, that comes from a lesser conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's the key of why these partner conferences are so valuable, is creating those connections 
within the same schools that play each other every single year, you can establish those rivalries. A lot of times the schools are of similar size and similar resources, right? So the, you know, the competitive level over time will kind of even out yeah. within the conferences. Um, and you create those really great either friendships or rivalries with those with those players that you can not nah, it it is all love it is just hugs <laughs> yeah. like, like legit three days after that discord was made i was duo queuing with tori well well for and i've been listening to evan evan's music which which evan is uh both of these are, are players who play on the lord's league team yeah uh and like i will i'll say you say it's all buddy buddy but i bet you if lords plays lawrence tech again next year Oh, that's you true. Bet okay. there's going to be a rivalry. That, okay, that, that is the rivalry. Is yeah. Well, and, like, and so that's why with with current state right now, when you have uh, two just teams that are in league and Overwatch that are so much better than everybody else, it, it's it's tough to have those rivalries, right? Because you just know it's so one sided mm-hmm. that it, it's like, what can you do, right? But, yeah. Weren't you getting like added on Twitter by uh, one of the mid laners in the WAC conference? Yeah, Sh- Shinsei is like the mid laner oh, for Oh, okay. For, Shins- for Lords. Yeah, Shinsei is the mid laner for Lords, and he's like a bronze player. But I was like, I will take you under my wing and mentor you. Like, it will now get he's... you to gold. And now he's like my. No- he changed his Twitter to like professional Stevenator simp. And he's yeah, like, it's so it's good. It's great. It, it's great. And nice. that's all a result of the LAN event. It was awesome. Like, there's yes. that. And I think, I like, I don't really use twitter besides liking and then like retweeting your post mm-hmm. but like i think in the past week i've had more interactions on twitter actually messaging and sending things with tori than i have with anybody in our program <laughs> it's great and in, and in terms of like the other aspect of of the WAC tournament is like the awards that were given out so there were for overwatch there were six you know second team all conference six first team all conference and then you know what whack player of the year for overwatch yes uh, and mm-hmm. then for league it was the same but with five instead of six mm-hmm. and in terms of the event the events that aq did well in um so for overwatch we got first team all conference for devin and parker uh which is huge you know that's like one third of the field for first team all conference great showing by them uh and palm got uh like our school's champion of character award which i think that was something that you designated each yes. school kind of designated their own person which you know we've talked about palm before we've had palm on Palm, it was basically our our producer for the podcast for the first like seven episodes. We love Palm. Palm is goat. Yes, Palm is amazing. Palm does probably seven different things for our program. <laughs> uh, they are so dedicated. They have a very very bright future in esports. Yeah, yeah. very bright future. They're one of the most passionate people that I've ever met. Uh, and they've worked so hard. They're somebody if I need help with something, they're always there instantly. And and they're not going to leave until you know everything's done. Right? They, also, so. they also don't like complain about it because they're happy to do it. Yes. Yeah. Like just with for, a smile. Yeah, exactly. Like Palm is so excited to put their name on things because when Palm does such something, it is amazing. Yes. Like yeah. it is done so well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. They have, they have the right mindset to work in this industry to say the least. And they've been through a lot of personal challenges as well through this yeah. year. And yeah, it was actually kind of emotional for me to give it to them. You know, I was kind of sad that they just barely missed it. They weren't there <laughs> when I announced it. But yeah, I definitely almost cried because you know the amount of help that they've given me for through this year. Uh, I, you know, a lot of these things like the WAC tournaments, I could not have done without them. Yeah. Right. So, just amazing person. And then and then for league, we you know we kind of cleaned up, which is to be expected. You know, Coach Long doesn't have to say anything on this, but head you know first team all conference worked as it does in like a competitive sports league. It probably would have been five AQ players on first team all conference, but you know, 
there was an effort to at least make it a little bit more distributed, I think, which is a good thing. I love recognizing players from other schools. Uh, but it does mean that for second team all-conference, uh, we had Brett and Travis picking up those awards. And then it was funny, for first team all-conference, generally the idea is, like, if you were to build a team of the strongest players, what would it look like? But it's so funny because we have two so talented AD carries in WAC uh, with Young Van and Morgan. That we just, our, our first team all-conference was like a mid laner, a jungler, two ADCs, and a support, I'm pretty sure. Well, second and team, no, not a support. And a top. Uh, support and, and a top is player. the role that they got support, left out of first yeah, team. support yes. is the role that got left out of the first team. So we, uh, me, Evan, and Morgan all got first team. I will say those. that's like my favorite picture of you and Morgan holding Evan up. I love that picture. Right? It's so good. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. And then uh, there might have also been another award, but, uh, you know, I, I can't really remember what it is. I'm not doing it. No, you are either saying it yourself or we're not talking about it at all. Cause I already you know had, I hate I, talking about it. Yeah, myself. I know, but I already had to do your challenger stuff because you That's were like, true. I can't talk about myself. Fine, I'll finally talk about myself and say that I got WAC Player of the Year, but the caveat is that I think literally anyone on our team could have gotten it. Even uh, me? Even you, Will. It's just kind of a symbolic thing of, like, you know, our team gets to bring it home. I individually improved a lot. I don't think I played the greatest during the regular season, but on an individual level, I think I made a lot of strides this year. So once, once it we was have, nice to get rewarded for that. Yeah, once we I'm, have WAC Manager Award, then I'll be up there. <laughs> <laughs> Best well, that, scheduler. I did a lot more than that. I know, you know I know. You know I'm, for I'm a lot. You, you know for a oh, good oh. fact, <laughs> I, have, I have done a lot. <laughs> I have bled and cried for you five. <laughs> no, I mean, statistically, Steve, I mean, you're one of the best players in the whole conference, right? Like, we definitely used data. We had our entire spreadsheet that we went through mm -hmm. in the voting process. And kind of how it works is all the coaches will submit their votes. They'll basically submit their nominations first and foremost on who is going to be eligible to be voted for first or second team. Um, and same thing for player of the year. Mm -hmm. You usually only pick one player from your school, though. Yeah. Right, from each school. Uh, so just statistically, and the thing is, it was, was, it was tough is that our games were all like under 20 minutes yeah. and they were all two O's. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when you look at our data, like the overall kills, like you didn't have number one overall kills, but <laughs> well, you that's still had all the games were just washed. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it's like, you know. you're not going to end up with like a 40 kill game. If you're yeah, we need, over we need to play minutes. more 40 minute bangers. <laughs> right. So. You know, at the end of the day, CS per minute definitely is a stat we looked at, which kind of helps account for yeah. some of that. Um, even though when you go later in the game, I think your CS per minute probably would be higher on average, right? But still. Yeah, because uh, you're able to move around the map more. But I mean, like, if yes. you get CS per minute down at the start of the game, you're fine. Yeah. 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 So you deserve it, Steve. Okay. Give yourself some credit. Okay. Thank you. I'm, you were I'm the best player in the conference, the and that's why you were you were given the award. So. I'm going to say I'm honorary third team. Yeah. You're, uh, Will <laughs> is honorary third team. Uh, because he literally played technically the same amount of games as Travis during the regular season, and, and, I and to the point to the point where Will is actually designated on our league Pedia page as the starting support, and Travis is listed as a sub, which is that's hilarious. because it, on the Battle Five page it still has it as Will as the starting support, <laughs> which is not my fault. <laughs> Just so we're clear, it's not my fault. I tried multiple times to get that changed, and it just we're just locked out from mm -hmm. actually editing it. I'm okay. The roster, I'm gonna put it so. on my resume. Yes, my resume is like, oh, I'm a multi-role winner. <laughs> I mean, there's not many people that get to say I off-rolled and then did well and did deathless. This is true. This is true. Yes. The deathless was deathless? Went deathless. Went deathless and on support, which is a role that is, in a lot of cases, supposed to die. Yeah. 
like literally supposed to. So I mean, know, I got every, I got well. I mean, I got everybody killed on our team <laughs> in the last match when I was Galio. How did, yeah, how did you not die there? Did you just sprint out to preserve your KD? I don't want to talk about. I don't, okay, <laughs> it wasn't like that. Okay, so like this is like the mentality. Like I was on Galio, I had taunt, and I started charging it. I see five of them, and I go, "We got this!" And I hear everyone go, "Why is Will there? Are we fighting? We shouldn't fight!" And then I taunted, ran to you guys. Everyone went in, and I was like, "Oh, I can help." Oh, someone died. I think it was Evan who was on <laughs> Viego or some pick. Did not get a reset, and I go, "I'm gonna run through mid lane." <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> I didn't even have to use flash. I just walked. <laughs> Uh, so of course, you know, that's, that's how the whack went. And what that meant is that, you know, the Overwatch team season was over. And so the only season that was left save for the Rocket League Academy roster, which we've already talked about is the league season. Uh, and that kind of culminated in, uh, as of recording this two days ago, we did a national send off, which is a definite first, uh, yeah, that for was me weird. and for a lot of other people on the team, I'm sure, I which is basically for like that. for anyone who saw the clip on Twitter or wants to look at it, it's just, you know, we walked basically from the esports lab down and out the front door of our of our athletic facility and you know some people from some other teams and of course our friends were were there kind of like clapping and cheering us on uh because usually that's when you you know walk out of the building and then board the bus to go to nationals but uh we just you know came right back in because that's not how it works for seawall top 32 but it was still cool I, I definitely had a like a, a very misconstrued understanding of what was happening. Like I thought we were like all gonna walk down and there's gonna be like the athletic department like yeah woo and they were gonna give like a speech of how they were proud of us and all that <laughs> stuff. Then I get down there and it's just a bunch of lacrosse guys clapping for us. And I was like, I'm okay with this I guess. <laughs> I got Instagram like follow requests from like five lacrosse players after that and I was like dang okay. Yeah, they're also doing really well. Yes. In their season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I mean, it's something that athletics does for every team that qualifies for nationals right is organizing a send-off like that and as you mentioned steve usually it's you're going to board a bus or getting ready to go on a flight uh but i still think it was a really cool opportunity to just make sure y'all are recognized uh feel like you are a part of the athletics group here Mm -hmm. um and just generate some energy it has symbolic value even if it doesn't uh you know serve the practical use that it usually does yeah yeah exactly and i mean just making See all playoffs uh, at, in the first place is something we we definitely have to celebrate. It you felt know? cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it, it sounds like everybody enjoyed it. Like, it I every time I rewatch the video, I always see everybody just sprint to Tommy, uh, <laughs> which is funny. Everyone goes to their safe space, but uh, <laughs> it's the senator, man. True. He's true. Senator Gale. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, yeah. But overall, yeah, it, it was really cool. It was and nice. If it sounds like there has been a uh, a sense of finality in talking about um you know see lol playoffs and talking about the League of Legends team, uh, that is because we are you know to move on to our final topic of the season. Uh, we are hot off of our match versus Winthrop, which uh, we were a Group D team, which meant essentially that we were randomly drawn to face one of the Group A teams, which could have been you know anyone from the best team in the tournament to the eighth best team in the tournament, according to seeding, basically? Or... Yeah, Group A is yeah. uh, the first through eighth seed, right? And then Group D is the 25th to 32nd seed. And so we rolled Winthrop, who are, you know, the defending Seelol champions. They won last year over Maryville in, like, a complete upset victory. They lost some players and, and made some roster switches between now and then. Uh, but, you know, we, we are pretty much hot off of our, you know, we went at them. We had some fighting moments for sure, uh, made some plays, but in the end, like they were just a better team. 
I think it was a really good look from an underdog. Uh-huh. Like, because I was even listening to the cast just because I was watching, and they were talking about how, like, there's all these smaller conferences, and it's crazy to see them standing a chance. Uh-huh. And, like, we definitely had moments against Winthrop where they had to go onto the back foot for a bit. Because it, it's difficult, right? It's the one, uh, you know, we talked about how awesome partner conferences are in terms of you get to meet all these people that are from schools of, di- of similar resources to you, and you get to make these friendships and rivalries that persist from years, from year to year, right? Uh, and then you get to the kind of not-so-great part about partnership conferences, which is that when you come into a national bracket as someone coming from a partner conference, a lot of the time, this is competition unlike you have practiced against the entire year. Like, we had scrims versus strong teams, don't get us wrong, but there's always this different feel, right, mm-hmm. to, to match day and stuff like that. And so it's very hard to kind of jump up and punch above your weight class so uh, so much higher than what you're used to playing against. And so, I, I mean, I think we put together a a relatively strong performance versus Winthrop. It was a 2-0, but the first game went 30 minutes, and the second game went, what, like 25, 27 minutes 27. or something like that? Which I think is, it was 27. But all that things w- considered, like, we could have gotten washed way harder by Winthrop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there were some serious, like, some serious proactive plays that we made. Our, our coach said that at the end of the day, like, he's proud of the way that we lost because basically – we made plays. It wasn't us. It wasn't just us responding to constantly things that Winthrop did. It was like Winthrop would do something, and we would do something somewhere else, and they would just get higher value on the play. And that mm-hmm. was how we lost. It wasn't like they would just. It counter. wasn't being. It wasn't like being bled out and left to yeah. die in a corner. Yeah. It, it was like we're fighting because that's all we got, mm-hmm. and we're gonna make sure that you know that we are here to play. And so I feel like I can be happy. Uh, there was like a brief interview afterwards <laughs> that that I took. Uh, where I felt like I got, I got out pretty much all the words that I felt about about our season. I feel like we learned a lot, and for me, it feels like this is like the precursor, where we have just like crammed and crammed and crammed information. Yeah. Most of which I never knew. Like there are at least a hundred different things that I could tell you that I know about the game or plays that I can make now that I did not know at the beginning of our time working with Zoo in the beginning of this semester. But it is a very different beast from receiving that information and having it go into your brain and being able to implement it. And so now I feel like, you know, the thing that I've been telling all of like the commentators who are doing like prep work for our series and stuff like that is that we are a young team. Uh, Nobody is graduating until the end of the fall, um, until the end of the next fall. And even then only one player is graduating in the fall, I believe. So this team like has longevity and we have time to implement the things that we've learned. And I'm just hoping that we can kind of bring that into next season with more momentum. I, you know, I hope coach long wasn't too mad at me for having a little bit of a a cocky statement for, for once in my career, I decided to be confident and just go on record saying that we would win the WAC conference again and be back next year. Uh, And, and that's exactly what I think is going to happen. It's okay. We'll just we'll go two one against Winthrop at uh, Gateway. <laughs> if we get invited, pray. Mm, when we get invited. <laughs> Remember, it's like uh, what is it? Fake it till you make it. If you act like you uh-huh. work there, everyone thinks you do. Right. Yeah. We'll just show up there and be like, oh yeah, Aquinas, you're slated to. Oh, we don't see any schedule. We'll we'll pencil you in. Yeah. So things are going to be changing next year in terms of partner conferences and and the rules around partner conferences and auto bids. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Ryder already made the announcement about yeah. it, but uh, there's going to be certain requirements that a partner conference is going to have to meet to, to qualify for an auto bid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember if it's just a certain amount of teams and they all have to have, you know, full varsity support or, or something like that. 
but I remember looking at it, and I'm not sure if it was likely if the WAC is going to meet that. Uh, so that's definitely a challenge, you know, I'm working through right now uh, with the other coaches and, you know, my administration to figure out what our plan is for next year and to put us in the best position to get back to playoffs again. Right? Yes. So like, like in the shortest way possible, because I don't, because I, I assume there's a there's a paragraph of on paragraphs of the explanation. It's like, what if like WAC is not the answer? Are we like going to Midwest or North Conference or whatever's out there? Yeah, I can't really speak on it right now. Okay. Yeah, it, it, I, I it sounds all very uncertain. Yeah, yeah it, okay. it is very uncertain. I mean, at the end of the day, we want to still compete in the WAC for League of Legends. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll try to find a way to do that and also give ourselves the best chance to make national playoffs, whatever yeah. that is. So, And maybe next year the League of Legends team doesn't bomb out of UAL in the, in the fall semester. That would be ideal. Oh, yeah, that's nothing. Because we yeah. didn't get to talk about that at all because the podcast started after that, but our first semester was not great for the League team. Dude, so it's nice to bounce back and have you know, a good it. season after that. <laughs> Bro, I was gonna. I should have cried at least once last fall at some point, but holy moly. We're through it now, Will. It's okay. We, we? we made it. <laughs> we, we made it to the light at the end of the tunnel, which oh is you know God. going to nationals and getting seated against an extremely strong team. Um, I'm also hoping that like, I know that player individual skill is a factor. So I'm wondering if like, if we all end up in like Masters Plus definitively next season and you know get out of WAC conference, will we get seated as a Group C team? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, there's so many things that are up in the air. It's hard to predict mm-hmm. right now. But uh, that's actually one thing I want everybody to do before they go home for the summer is set two to three individual goals to work towards throughout the summer. Those could be very easy, you know, reachable goals. Those those could be, you know, more challenging goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, the summer is the off season, so I want everybody to take a break, relax, make sure they recharge for all of the next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very demanding to be an esports player in college. Yeah. Uh, you're playing basically eight months straight. I mean, you get Christmas break off, but uh, it's a lot and we definitely need to make sure we take a break. But there definitely are some people that are just going to want to keep playing and push towards some goals to prepare for next year. So I want everybody to identify a couple of those things. So, I was going to say, like, Steve and I are like, you're looking to go into uh, find a team for the summer and I already have a tryout yeah. tomorrow night for it. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're already talking about goals, like mine's definitely hit Masters this summer and then lose 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, you know, time time to hold you accountable for that. Which one? <laughs> either both, a, both. Either or. Did you want to be my account, my accountability buddy? Oh boy. Like we just sent each other pictures of like what we're eating for the day. Oh boy. That I don't know if I'm ready for this level of responsibility. You know, what my, one of my summer goals will be actually, uh, if we're kind of you know briefly touching on this discussion. Yeah. Why not? Let's make it personal. Uh, one of my summer goals will be to prepare for a successful second season of AQ Diff. Boom. Yeah, there's so much work we have to do to make sure that's the case. <laughs> like, okay, so this episode has taken, like, two weeks and a cancellation of one in between it to happen. Yes, because, because you know, it doesn't help when, when uh, you know, everyone involved in the recording of the podcast is involved in nationals and running a whack tournament in some sort of way. But, uh, but I mean, you know, I, I, I guess that is to say, like... Hey, if it you're out there and you're time. listening, if you're like Sony or someone like, we'd love to, you know, work with you, a partner, iHeartRadio, if you want to donate us some equipment <laughs> and we can have an iHeartRadio AQ Diff sponsored podcast or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe get some video so you can finally see what when I like give Will a death stare when he says something that I think is stupid. That's like when you like on episode one you. when you called us the AQ Tacticians. Bro, 
we're literally <laughs> we were spitballing. How come I get yelled at for spitballing? I just I just give you a hard time. I'm never gonna that. meet your brother and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could say. So is that the first official announcement of season two of AQ Diff? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, as far as I know, it's the first official announcement to Coach Long included, because I yes. don't know. I, I you don't didn't know even, you Long... didn't even talk to me about. Yeah, I didn't even talk to you. <laughs> hey, listen, whether you're with I, me or not, this, this doesn't even have to do be it. through the program. I'll go, I'll go solo ship. Are out you here. kicking me off the ship? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll drive oh my own ship out here if you're not Do I need you. to step out for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> we need marriage counseling, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all things considered, like... Do I have to start I... my podcast called Different AQ? <laughs> different AQ. Different AQ. Uh-huh, AQ difference. <laughs> AQ making a difference? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for me personally, like, I've had a blessed... A blessed... A blast producing every single one of these episodes. Uh... I, I really feel like we were able to, like, bring something this season that, like, even though it wasn't the most polished at times and we were kind of figuring out what we wanted to do with things, I think we had a lot of very insightful and very important discussions that I don't know are being had and yeah. published anywhere else right now in esports. And I feel like that's something that I personally can be proud of uh, and something that I'm excited to hopefully, provided Coach Long allows us to uh, produce True. again in, in the fall when we come back. Can we do a role swap next year? As in, I'll make the, the page that we have, right? And you're the one that has to wait until 30 minutes before to look at it. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to this because I put it in a Google Drive that you have access to. This is your choice not to look at it. Yeah, but I do well. I look yeah, at it, you, I read it, and I go, okay, yeah, I got you it. You do well. Will, Will, Will's the spitballer, and I'm the one who... who plans everything because i because i have clearly no faith in my ability to spit stuff off the dome no i i think you guys have a really good dynamic going because the best podcasts do have structure to them where the listeners can have something they expect you know that specific pattern every week but at the same time the best parts of the podcast are the impromptu stuff the funny stuff that comes up that you don't plan for (laughs) yeah uh can someone at me and tell me how many times coach long said program this podcast episode <laughs> because when you were going on your spiel like i was gonna sneak it in earlier but i was like are we on 17 or 19 oh my god <laughs> so yeah someone add me on word. twitter at, at high armor class and tell me how many times you did it uh. yeah but i mean you guys have been done done an awesome job mm-hmm. uh doing yep. this up this semester i mean it's already been a busy semester for the both of you guys yeah. and you know i think that this has been so much more than i expected it to be and even with the limited resources we have, like, you know, we're doing this out of a classroom right now. We don't have crazy high <laughs> yeah. quality equipment, right? Yeah. Uh, and hopefully we can upgrade in some of these areas for, for next year. Uh, Hashtag can... looking for sponsors. <laughs> standing in a, we're sitting in a triangle maneuver, you know, recording out of a classroom. Yeah, we're making, I, I think we're, we make we're making sure we don't catch the echo on each other's <laughs> headsets. I think we do right. a great job. I think, I think we do it. And I mean, thank we... you very much for that. I mean, like, I can see why it's more than you were expecting because I'm pretty sure it was literally just me and Will who at the time you you know were still like meeting and getting to know and me and Will were like hey we want to do a podcast <laughs> how do we do this <laughs> yeah yeah and it's tough too because you know I'm a big podcast guy I've been listening to podcasts for years now so you know I've, I have pretty high standards of what I expect from a good podcast <laughs> and I think you guys have done well with little to no experience podcasting before of, like I said, getting a good structure in place that's fun and entertaining, talking about unique subjects that people care about and actually have good insight into, and having fun with it, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's been really great. And I think, you know, 
the especially like retention numbers are really good. Like people start listening to that to this podcast, people keep listening to it. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. And that's a good time to throw in that like thank you to everyone who yeah. does listen to this podcast, especially people who listen to it every week. Like we make this for for you guys, for the people who enjoy listening and and think that me and Will and whoever guest we have on for the week actually have entertaining opinions on certain things. And whether it's the match report that you like listening to or you like the entire thing, like we appreciate each and every one of mm-hmm. you. So this is what we need then. Three goals. One, our own Twitter account. Two, sponsors. And three, consistent weeks no no what do you mean no consistency will we need consistency we don't do consistency like my favorite here. podcast comes out at like 8 a.m <laughs> every monday and i listen to it when i wake up at noon all right we'll work on it i'll talk to my agent and, I, and i'll get back your to you. agent who's your agent travis probably you to be honest that's yeah, that makes a lot of sense actually <laughs> i'm literally everybody's agent apparently all right well i mean that's i i feel i feel satisfied in in kind of ending things there do you oh. know how much effort I had to put in to make sure Travis was here for our send off? <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a two p.m. <laughs> Have you met Travis? <laughs> <sighs> oh. Travis? No, he was in the lab before I was. On, on yeah, I was like, yeah. you better make. I was like, early. I was like, no, yeah, because of me, I was like, you know what time the thing's at, right? And he goes, what? And I go, you know the, you know how we have a send off at two two p.m. Now he goes two p.m. And then he was texting in chat like. When does the lab open in the morning? Because if he went to sleep, he would have stayed in bed <laughs> until three. Ugh. Oh man. Well, uh, I look forward to to another to another year, another season of hopefully fun stories that uh, hopefully less of which involve us flaming Travis for his sleep habits. Uh, hopefully, because poor poor Travis, we're we're gonna have him on next year. That's for sure. We literally have a quote in our Discord that's just like I'm I'm like sitting in my chair while like Chainsaw Massacre is going off in my bed because Travis will just come over and then fall asleep in my bed while I'm on my computer and I can't go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you're if you're interested in in more of that, more stories, more discussions about stuff in the collegiate esports space, and of course more AQ specific news, as is you know the central focus uh, given our name AQ Diff, then certainly you know. Keep your eyes peeled. Follow us on Twitter, as we say every time, at Aquinas Esports, uh, uh, where, where we release these podcasts and where we'll probably make our announcement whenever uh, Season 2 starts getting produced. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Will, do you have anything final to say, aside from promoting our own Twitters? Just, yeah, like, send us what you think what might help. Like when it comes to recording the podcast, if you want video, if you don't want video. Yeah, feedback is always appreciated. Yeah, we want feedback like crazy. And like if you're listening to this, like hit us up on any of our Twitter accounts and be like, hey, like this would be a great guest or this would be a good topic. Like we want to get in depth with what collegiate life is like from an esports perspective. Uh Like that's so huge. Like that's the whole mission that we started with this. And maybe it grows out of that phase and it becomes a lot more general. But even then, like, we want to make sure that we're staying, like, humble with it. We want to stick with the community. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's it for us. Uh, it, thank you for listening. This has been AQ Diff Season 1. You know, we got a, a full eight episodes under our belt, each one completely unique, each one with spectacular guests all from our very mm-hmm. own program here at AQ. And uh, Coach Long, you got, any, you, you got the final words as the guest of the episode. Go Saints. We don't even do our Twitters yet. Nah. What do you mean, nah? <laughs> ah. 
you don't get any Twitter followers. I was really hoping that we would just cut off it right there at the end, like the ah, and then that's I where mean, the podcast ends. I mean, I can. can. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I could the magic it. of editing makes. Well, it I mean, I mean, we already have this opening with me talking about my horrible <laughs> love life. <laughs> we can cut that too. I think that's no, hilarious. No, back to it. So we actually, <laughs> I you know, you, you made it so we no longer had the option to cut it. Yeah, I know, and now we keep this in because this is hysterical. I think we might have missed half of what you said at the beginning because I, uh, I didn't hit start recording until like after I think you said that you got stood up. So I, I mean, it still we, might I think be we really missed funny out of context. We'll see. We'll have to check. We'll it. see. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out in, in the post post production. Post. I mean, we're good. Yeah, that's it. We're we're good. <laughs>